to bring your Bible along. Uh, we're going to be looking at some exciting stuff today. Uh, we've been doing a series on the life, uh, well, the, really the healing, healing in the ministry of Jesus, studying the different cases of healing and looking for principles that uh, show us how people received, uh, how people approached Jesus, uh, how Jesus had to help adjust them. And all of these are focused on helping us to know how to receive from God. And I trust that you've been enjoying the series so far, getting some good things out of them. Uh, we've got some more exciting stuff still. We're only just getting going on this series. Uh, a lot of people want to know how to receive from God. They want to know, how can I get God to move in my life? And in the last few weeks, we've already learned some exciting principles. And hopefully, you've uh, received some things, learned some things, been encouraged from what we've seen so far. And uh, today we're going to be looking at the healing of the leper who came to Jesus uh, in Matthew chapter 8. If you want to go there, uh, open your Bibles. I encourage you to do, do so. Have a look at this yourself while we're studying these different uh, accounts of healing. So Matthew chapter 8 is the account of the, the leper. Let's just uh, start off by just reading the start of this for now. In verse 1, Matthew 8 verse 1 says this, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And we'll read the rest of this uh, in a moment. But I just want to look initially, make some comments on what we've read so far already. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. So this leper comes to Jesus. Now, leprosy was a serious condition. Lepra, you know, it was regarded as being uh, incurable. That's the wonderful thing about God is there's nothing out of his reach. No matter what condition, God can turn it around. God, Jesus even raised the dead. Uh, so we know whatever the situation, God can turn it around. It's never out of God's reach to do something about it. As long as we know how to put the principles of the word of God into practice and uh, apply the truths that we're learning. So, Matthew chapter 8, uh, the account of the leper. We see this, this leper, he comes, it says, Behold, he came, a leper came and worshipped him, saying. Now, before we look at what the, the conversation was and what this leper said to Jesus and what Jesus then said to the leper, I want to look at his approach. I want to just uh, make some comments about this, the way this man approached Jesus. Because this is very important. Uh, hopefully you've already seen this uh, so far in some of the things we've looked at in the series so far. But does it matter how we approach God? The answer is most definitely yes. How you approach God makes all the difference. Now, just, just to remind you of some things, we've been uh, looking at all the healing cases, but specifically the first group that we're looking at are the people who approach Jesus. Now, there's a separate group of people passages where Jesus went to the sick person and that's really a, a separate study because there's some different principles involved there but uh, the people who came to Jesus they initially you could say they initiated the healing we need to understand the principles that are involved because very often we go to God and we've already seen in this series that the Bible shows that he who comes to God Hebrews 11 he who comes to God must believe uh, the Bible talks about come boldly to the throne room. So come. This is talking about your approach to God. And um, when we come to God, there are specific principles laid out in the word of God as to how we are to approach him. 
And if, if we get this right, if we can learn the approach, we'll get a lot more results. It's not a matter of approach wrong and fix it all later. Now, sometimes that, sometimes you can fix it all later, but ideally we want to do it right from the beginning and approach properly. If you remember the different uh, cases that we've looked at so far, the, 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 the man with the, the lunatic son, the, man who, who, the father whose son had a, was kind of possessed and was throwing fits on the ground, when he came, the, his, his initial approach was one where he was looking to everybody else. He was putting responsibility on the disciples, he's putting responsibility on Jesus, and looking to everybody else to do it for him. Many people, that's how they approach. They're looking for someone to do it for them. Last week, we saw the, uh, the account of the, the nobleman. Now, the nobleman, when he approached, his, his, his entire attention was captivated with his problem. It was all about, my child's going to die. You need to do something. Come, my child is going to die. It's desperate. So his, his, his initial approach to Jesus was desperation and it was completely focused on, on the crisis, on the problem that he was going through. And many times people don't, don't understand or don't realize how important that approach is. If we can get it right, we'll get more results. And you're going to see this, this leper, when he came to Jesus in Matthew 8, um, first of all, he came, he approached, he's the one initiating this healing. This isn't Jesus. But uh, notice how he approached. Matthew 8, which is the passage we read, says that he worshipped. He came worshipping. Uh, this, this same account, the same case of healing is given in two of the other Gospels. It's given in Luke 5. And in Luke 5, it talks about he fell on his face. He fell on his face. Mark 1 is the other place that this, the same passage is given in one of the other Gospels. And Mark says he kneeling down to him. So he worshipped him. He fell on his face, kneeling down to him. That right there, we, you know, every word in the Bible means something. Everything is there for, is, is important. And this, this man's, the way he approached Jesus shows us so much. And it also shows us why things went a lot easier for him. Uh, kneeling down, he fell on his face. Uh, he he, he worshipped all of these, worship, kneeling, these are acts of humility. Uh, they're acts of submission. And in fact, even when he spoke to Jesus, the first thing out of his mouth was, Lord. Uh, this, man, this man was not ashamed. He was not ashamed. This, he was in public. This was in front of other people. He was not ashamed to, to get on his knees or even put his face, his face to the ground to, to, in worship and humility. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, we'll see this in other, in other cases, so I won't spend a lot of time on it right here, but humility is a, is a major part of receiving from God. Sometimes our pride gets in the way and actually blocks us receiving. And uh, like I said, we'll study that more on, an, on another occasion. But a lot of times people, you know, like uh, if, you, if you know the account in the Old Testament when Naaman the Syrian came to the prophet, and uh, he, he kind of, Naaman was an important guy. He wanted to be treated as important and everyone to, to make way for him because he was such an important person. He, he was used to his, his, his pride and his ego being fed. When he came to the prophet, he thought the prophet would make a big fuss of him. The prophet made no fuss at all. He just sent his servant out with a message to say to him, go dip in the river Jordan seven times. And uh, actually, interestingly, Naaman was dealing with leprosy as well. But Naaman, Naaman got upset. 
he was like, surely I thought he would treat me better than that. You know, he's, all he did was send a servant. And, um, you know, very often God knows exactly what, 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 what is needed and what's stopping a person receiving. Naaman didn't need to be treated like someone important. He needed to humble himself in order to open his life up to receive healing. And it wasn't until someone pointed out to him, maybe you should just do what the prophet said, that he thought, okay, you know, I'll go dip in that dirty river. And, and when he humbled himself and did what, what was contrary to the pride of his flesh, he received and, and was healed. If, if, he, if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't have received. Now, he couldn't have gone around and blamed the prophet. He couldn't have gone around and blamed God and said, well, God didn't heal me. Uh, in his case, he had to actually humble himself and get his eyes off his own importance and his own ego. And this is this is blocking a lot of uh, a lot of people. Uh, your pride, your pride, the pride of your flesh can actually uh, hinder you receiving from God. We don't always want to hear about pride. We've all got it. We've we've all got it to a degree. It 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 it, it, it takes. You know, we have to by our own choice humble ourselves before God. And um, uh, if we, especially if we're wanting to start to to receive from Him, and receive all the good things that He's got for us. So this leper. <coughs> This leper approached his, his his first act, but with Jesus was to kneel into in worship. Now that right there shows that his approach was very different to the two that we've already studied so far. The the first one came looking to everybody else to do things, pressuring people, desperation focused on 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 the problems. This man he he he, he, he in a sense he lays aside his own issue at first and he worships Jesus. And we're going to see even a little bit more uh, of that in, in what, he, what he actually then goes on to say. Let's, let's just read this quickly again, what he said. So it's Matthew chapter 8, Matthew 8 and uh, verse 2. It says, Behold, a leper came and worshipped him. So he fell down on his face, he got on his knees, he worshipped uh, before Jesus. Worshipped him saying, Lord, if you are willing. Now, again, Lord, first thing out of his mouth is he's not focused on himself. This is what I want you to see from what he says here. He says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man is not caught up with his problem. The way he talks focuses on Jesus. Jesus is the subject of what he says, not himself. Now, the previous man was all about, come, my child's dying. You've got to do something. Come, you're caught up in the problem. This man, he comes here and he says, Lord, Lord. Focus on Jesus. If you, you is the subject, if you are willing, you can make, uh, can make me clean. Make me clean is almost the afterthought of that sentence. It's at the end. Um, and, and this is vital. This leper, when he approached Jesus, is focused on Jesus. He's focused on what Jesus can do. He's focused on what, what uh, this, yes, there's something he doesn't know, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But his, his initial approach doesn't focus on his leprosy. He doesn't come and say, you know, I've had this leprosy for so long, and it's such a burden, and poor me, and poor me, and do something, do something. He, he comes instead, and he starts to focus on Jesus, and he worships in an act of humility. And he starts to talk about what Jesus can do. Um, and, and, you know, the, this is vital and this is why I don't want to, I don't want to race over this point because this is so important. If we want to receive from God, we need to get a hold of this truth and see what the word of God is saying to us here. 
Um, I, some of the Bible school students that I teach have probably uh, heard me say this before, but it's, it's good to repeat things if, if they're good and good to hear them again. But I, I believe that we need to learn when we enter God's presence, when we come before God, we need to focus on him. We need to focus a lot more on him first. Uh, the Bible talks about coming to his presence with thanksgiving and coming to his courts with praise. Uh, coming to his, anyway, thanksgiving and praise. Okay, coming to his courts and to his presence with thanksgiving and praise. And um, what? Why is that so important? I, I do not believe that that God has is is sitting up in heaven with some big ego wanting you to tell him how big he is. Okay, he's not sitting there saying, "Come, worship me, worship me, big me. Look, come on, give me more attention, give me more attention. I want to hear all the good things from you about how amazing you think I am." That's not what praise and worship is all about. That's not God. God's humble. He he, he he's he's not like that. It's not his nature. Why does he teach us to come talk about his greatness, his bigness, his awesomeness? What an amazing God he is. Why are we supposed to praise when we enter his presence? Because that gets our attention off of us, off of our problems. It starts to focus us on him rather than ourselves. And that is the way to approach God rather than focusing on ourselves. You know, religion has trained us to focus on ourselves with God first. Religion has trained us to enter God's presence talking about how unworthy we are, how inadequate we are, all the things we've done wrong. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. Oh Lord, I'm so terrible. Oh Lord, I'm so awful. Oh Lord, I don't think you're going to accept me because of all the awful things I've done. Even talking about your sins and your inadequacies when you first enter God's presence is focusing on you. And that is why that is not how we are supposed to enter the presence of God. We are supposed to come before God focusing on him. Even when, you see, it's, it's an act of faith. Even when you do feel guilty and condemned because of your sins and you feel like you've done wrong and you don't feel worthy to come into God's presence, th th that's an act of faith to not talk about yourself first, but to come into his presence and to start talking about Jesus Father, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for what Jesus did. I thank you that the blood of Jesus washed and cleansed me from sin. I thank you that because of what Jesus did, that you have transformed and cleansed my life. You have washed me. And focus on the blood of Jesus. Focus on what Jesus did. Focus on God before you ever talk about yourself in the presence of God. And this will help you because this adjusts your attention. Praise, worship, and declarations about God, about Jesus and what he's done will completely get your focus the way it should be. And it get, puts you in a position now to receive and, and to, 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 for, for God to minister to you. And that's why, that's why this is not something to rush over. This is something to, to, to grab a hold of how this leper approached. He worshipped. He humbled himself. He began to talk about Jesus, Lord, what you can do. Uh, even though he had a bit of uncertainty. But his first focus, the way he started his approach was all about Jesus, not about his, uh, his, his situation. Now, it's very tempting when you're facing a crisis for the first thing to be out of your mouth to be, God, what am I going to do? Or, God, I need your help. 
or guard this, but it's, but it's all about me and my problem. If you can transform and change the way you approach God, if you can change your initial approach every single time you pray, every time you worship, every time you go to church, even if you're praying by yourself, the first thing you do, start to talk about Him and Jesus and what Jesus has done. If you can make that the way you approach God, you'll find that your initial approach to Him is correct. And it puts you in a much better position to receive from God. So, that's the first point out of this. This leper, <coughs> his approach was right. He came before Jesus correct. Now, the two we've seen previously, they didn't come correct. They had to be adjusted before Jesus could minister to them. Now, you'll see that Jesus and this leper had some conversation, but none of it involves... Uh, Jesus' response was at the same time he prayed for him. He didn't have to say something to him before, get his attention focused, get his believing, get him to take responsibility. He didn't have to do any of that first. He was able to immediately minister to this man because when he first arrived, he was already in the correct position, mostly, except for a little bit of something where he didn't know some things. And we're going to look at that next. So let's let's look at here at, at what happens. He says, Behold, a leper came and worshipped him, uh, Matthew 8 verse 2, worshipped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now there's two things here. He talks about Jesus, what Jesus can do, and he talks about his willingness. Now I'm not going to focus on the, the, the will of God tonight concerning healing. We can do that some other time. And there's still people who are uncertain about that and don't know whether God wants to do things for them. I want to get something else out of this phrase that I, I believe is going to help bless and encourage you. Okay, So I want you to notice when this man approached Jesus, let's put it this way. This man knew some things, but he did not know some other things. He lacked information. Now, in his case, the information he lacked was knowing God's will. He didn't know what Jesus wanted to do. If you, if, you're a, 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 if you are willing, you can. He knew Jesus could, but he didn't know he would. Now, but, but, but let's, without focusing on the specifics, look at the, the broader principle here. This man lacked information. He lacked knowledge. He knew some, some of what he needed to know, but he did not know all of it. Now, thankfully, Jesus told him, he answered him, he gave him the information that he lacked. But his lack of information could have actually become a hindrance to him receiving, and which is why Jesus showed him, yes, of course, I'm willing, and then healed him. In fact, some, some, one translation says, it, it's my pleasure. Jesus didn't, New King James says, yes, I'm willing. Some translations, Jesus said, it's my pleasure to heal you. It's, God, it's God's pleasure to do things for us. He wants to. He loves doing it. But this man, let's say this again, this man lacked information. He knew some things, but he did not know some other things. He had a gap in his understanding. Now, a lot of times people do not understand this, but gaps in our knowledge, gaps in our understanding can hinder us receiving. Sometimes we know part of what we need to know. But we don't know all of it. Now, um, you know, a lot of times people know that God heals. They know about healing. They've heard about healing. And so they think, now that I've heard about healing, that's all I need to know. Now come and get prayed for and someone will get me healed. And, and that's very often not, not, not all there is to it. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, 
the bit, the things we don't know can be the things that are hindering us receiving and that are blocking us. So we're going to talk about a solution to this. We're going to talk about how to fix this and how to make sure we know what we need to know. Because uh, partial knowledge, partial knowledge of something can be, uh, can be dangerous. It's good. It's good to know something. But partial knowledge can be dangerous because if you don't have know all that you need to know, very often you're going to start drawing wrong conclusions when you don't receive. You're going to start thinking, well, maybe God didn't want me to have it, or maybe maybe there's sin in my life, or maybe there's something blocking me, or all kinds of different things. Because maybe maybe it really was that you just didn't know some things about your approach and and, and the way that the, the the lack of knowledge, the gap in your understanding, became a hindrance to you receiving. Okay, so this man he lacked a specific piece of information. You need to know this. It's not enough just to know about healing. It's not, to, not, not enough just to know that God heals. And some, some people even know that God heals and they also know God's will. They, they've heard the will of God to heal them so much. They believe it is God's will. God wants me healed. They might have even heard that Jesus died, bore their sicknesses, carried their pains and diseases. They might have heard these different things. They might know that healing is provided by Jesus in the cross. They might know that God is the healer. They might know that God wants it. They might even know that God's healing power is available to them and that when hands are laid upon them, they can receive healing. They might know all of this. But they might, there might be some things uh, about receiving, how to receive healing, how they are to receive that they don't know. See, and that becomes the hindrance. The bit that they don't know can be the bit that stops you receiving, can be the bit that hinders you and stops you. Many people are not receiving, whether it's healing or whether it's something else from God, because of a lack of information a lack of knowledge. We often say lack of knowledge, but sometimes we think of that very broadly, like, okay, so I need knowledge, or I need to know more, you know, I need to know, hear more messages on healing. Yes, but if you know it's God's will to heal, and you know God can heal, then you don't need to sit and listen to a lot more of that. You need to hear the bit that you're missing, the bit, the lack, that gap. You can, you know, you can have this amount of knowledge, but in there, there's a gap. There's a little bit you don't know. Now, the challenge is we don't always know what we don't know. If you knew what you didn't know, then you would know it. <laughs> it's a bit obvious, okay? In this case, this man did know he didn't know the will of God. He wasn't sure about that. But sometimes people don't know what it is that they don't know. And this is why, this is why we've got to fix this, okay? But it's, it's important to understand that sometimes the reason I'm not receiving is because I, I only know part of what I need to know and there are still gaps there's things that are hindering me there's information that I do not know yet that 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 is stopping me now the wonderful thing about the New Testament is that you you never have to stay in a position of not knowing what you need to know now this is why we've got to be in a position to hear from God the Holy Spirit can show you things. The Holy Spirit can. The Holy Spirit is given to us to, to, to lead us into all truth, to guide us, and to, to show us things. And, 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 and if you listen to him, he can show you, he can tell you the bit that you don't know. That's part of it. That's one way. That's one of the ways you can get a hold of the bit that you don't know. But if there's a gap in your understanding, uh, that can become an obstacle. That can, can hinder you receiving. Now, many people have been 
have been crying out to God for years. They've been trying to receive. They've had so many different people pray for them. You know, they've they've confessed every sin they can think of because they think maybe sin is blocking me. They've done all everything they can imagine to try to to fix their, their lack of receiving, and they're still struggling. Well, what's the answer? I, I believe some of what we're going to say tonight ho hopefully will help you. If there is a gap in your understanding, if you know part of what you need to know, but you do not know all of it, that lack, that gap, that little bit you do not know can be the hindrance, the thing that stops you receiving, can be the thing that stops you healing. See, it's not enough to know that God heals. There's a lot of people that go to churches and they hear that God heals and that's pretty much all they know. They know that God heals people today. Uh, they might even have heard it's the will of God to heal. So they've heard those things. And so every week they come up in the prayer line and, and hoping it's going to be me. You know, I know God heals. I know it's the will of God to heal. So let's, you know, let's see if I can get it this time. What they don't realize is that they only know part of what they need to know. There's still some, and very often it might be the bit, the bit that they don't know might be how do I actually receive it from God? How did I get it from God to me? What, what needs to happen on my side in order to receive? Uh, and that's one of the things that the major things that a lot of people don't, uh, don't know a lot of the time. Uh, now, let me just say this. If you're trying to receive from some, something from God, if, if you're in a situation right now where, where you need to receive, you need to, uh, you know, you might be healing, you might be in a crisis, a desperate situation, which is what we looked at last week. You might desperately need God to move in your life and do something. And, and you might have been praying and seeking God for answers. I'm about to give you one. So listen up, put your ears up. One of the best favors you can do yourself when you are trying to, receive from God is put yourself in a position to learn more. Put yourself in a position to get more knowledge, more information. Because one of the one of the big things that is hindering people is the gap, the little bit that they do not know. They might need that you might know 95% of what you need to know to receive from God, but that 5% you do not know can be the bit that stops you receiving. Okay, so do not, it doesn't matter how much of the word you know, if you're in, if you're anytime you are, you are wanting to receive from God, if do this every single time, even if you've been studying the word for 20 years, every time you want to receive something from God, put yourself in a position to learn and hear and grow more. That involves two things that involves spending more time in the word that involves putting yourself in a position where the word of God can begin to speak to you. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you and begin to say that there might be truths that he taught you 15 years ago that you've, you've let go of and you're not doing them. You've assumed that you know them and, and you've kind of in the background, well, you know, I know those truths, but you're not applying them and you're not putting them into practice. And that lack of uh, that gap of that not stirring that truth up could be what's blocking you receiving. So uh, what I want you to see today what I want you to get a hold of today is, is the damage that a gap in your knowledge, even a tiny gap, you might know a lot of it, but you might, there might be a little bit you don't know. A gap in your knowledge, a gap in your understanding can hinder you receiving from God. It can put you in a position where you don't get what, you, what, what, what you, you're trusting God for until you learn the bit you need. Amen? And, and I hope you see that. So when you are faith, when you are trusting God, when you're in, coming to God to, to receive something, 
put yourself in a, in a position to hear and to learn and grow more. That might be put yourself in a position to hear the Holy Spirit in your heart, but it can also be put yourself in a position to learn more word. Um, you know, many times I mentioned this the other week, when, G when people came to Jesus, it said they came to hear and be healed. Now you can't, I, 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 don't know, I, I know some of you have been hearing the word of God for years and you've heard good teaching and this is still relevant to you. What I'm saying right now is relevant to me. I've been studying the word of God for decades and, and, and I still need to understand this. I still need to see that every time I want to receive from God, I've got to put myself in a position where I can learn more. I can grow more. Hear what the word of God is saying because there might be truths that I have not seen yet that are causing a gap in my understanding that are hindering me receiving. So when you're faced with a desperate situation, spend more time in the word. Spend more time. This is what these teachings are about. Get more information. Learn more. Grow more. Put your, it doesn't matter how many times you've heard the word of God. Stir yourself up and say, I need, I, I need to start learning more. I need to start hearing and seeing more. Um, because that, that'll put you in a position where God can begin to fill in the gaps of what you don't know. You know, I, I'm reminded of a minister many years ago. Uh, some of you might have heard this particular um, uh, story in, in his life, but he was trusting God for healing. And uh, he was learning about faith. He was learning about how to receive from God. And he took the, he was, he was reading the, the, the scriptures, the word of God in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark eleven twenty four says, you know, therefore, Jesus said, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's a simple truth. And this minister was reading that verse and he was reading and, and he'd been reading it quite a few times. And he was looking and he was thinking, this, this can't be this simple. It just seems so simple. It just says, when you, whatever you desire, when you pray. Uh, you know, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. <coughs> and he said to God, he got frustrated with God. Have you ever done that? You ever got frustrated with God? I'm pretty sure we all have at some point. But he said to God, he said, he went through the scripture, for word, uh, phrase by phrase with God in prayer. And he says, you know what, God, this is your word. I believe this. I believe this scripture is true. Now, I do not understand why it is not working for me. And he said this, he says, this scripture says, therefore I say unto you, whatever things you desire. He said, I desire healing. Healing is what I desire right now. So I, that's that bit of the verse fixed. I know I'm doing that. I desire something. Whatever things you desire, when you pray. So he says, okay, God, this then says, desire it, pray. And so he says, when you pray, he says, here I am, God, I'm praying. I'm doing that bit. I desire, I pray. We are now in that, that part of the verse. When you pray, believe that you receive them. And he took that phrase and he said, to, he said to God, he said this. He says, God, I want to tell you something. I believe. I know that I believe. He says, if you appeared to me in a vision right now and you told me you do not believe, I would have to call you a liar because I know that I know that I know that I believe. How many of you have ever done that? How many of you have ever said to God, I know I believe? Okay. And, and, and then he says this, so the verse says, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And then he says this, he says the next part of that phrase says, and you shall have them. And he got frustrated with God and he says, I've done all the bits of that verse. And then the final bit says, and you shall have them. And he says, God, where is it? He says, why is this verse 
not working. What's going on here? I've done every part of this verse. And he said, I believe, I know I believe your word. And, and the Spirit of God spoke to him and gave him the answer. And this, was, this is what he was lacking. The Spirit of God spoke to him and says this. He says, yes, you do believe. As far as you know. You do believe as far as you know. And the Spirit of God began to teach him some things. And he saw some things from that verse. But this is what he realized. He realized this. He believed what he knew. As much as he knew, he believed it in the Bible. But there was a bit he didn't know yet. And it was in that verse. God showed it to him from that verse. You see, that verse did not just say believe. It does not say, therefore I say unto you whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe and you shall have them. That verse says something specific. It says, believe that you receive. It tells you a specific belief you are to have. It doesn't just say Whatever things you, you know, desire when you pray, believe that God does them or that God wants them for you, that God can do them. It says, believe that you receive. And the, the Holy Spirit, we'll, we'll do another class on that some other time. But the Holy Spirit showed this minister and said to him this. He says, you believe as far as you know. In other words, you believe to the point that you have knowledge, but there's something you do not know yet. And it's what you do not know that's stopping you receiving. Now, thankfully, in his instance, the Holy Spirit taught him and showed him what he didn't know. Now, why did the Holy Spirit show him what he didn't know? Because he was putting himself in a position to hear the word, focusing on the word. He was studying the word. He was listening to the word. And, and the Holy Spirit showed him what he did not know. And once he saw the little bit, the, the thing that was missing in his knowledge... After that, receiving came easy, and if I remember correctly, he was healed within an hour. He was, he was in his deathbed before that, and he, he received his healing once he saw the bit that he didn't know. So what, we show, what, we're, what we're talking about at the moment is that sometimes gaps, gaps in your knowledge can be what's hindering you receiving from God. You might know 90% or 95% of what you need to know in order to get to a miracle and a breakthrough from God. But that tiny bit, that 5% you do not know yet might be the thing that's stopping you. We saw this with the leper in, 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 in uh, Matthew 8. He came to Jesus and said, if you are willing, you can make me whole. This leper knew, Je knew, knew what Jesus could, could do, but there was something he did not know. I haven't specifically focused on the will of God. He didn't know the will of God. But what I'm saying today is that this man had a gap in his knowledge. Now, <clears throat> I want you to understand this. A lot of Christians, I can't push this enough. I can't emphasize this enough. That's why I'm taking a teaching to, to, to really focus on this. Sometimes what you do not know, the gap, the little bit you do not know yet, is the very bit you need to know to get your breakthrough. It's the bit that you, and a lot of people don't put themselves in a position to hear the word more. You guys obviously are, you're listening to the word here. But a lot of people don't do that. They, they just want somebody else to pray for them. They want to go, go up in 45,000 prayer lines and get more and more and more people to pray for them. And, and they're not valuing the fact that I need to learn something more. I need to grow in understanding. Um, you see, growing in understanding is a lifelong process with God. You know, I, in, in the Bible school, one of the Bible schools I teach, and I, I teach a course on Proverbs. We study the, the, book, of, the book of Proverbs. It's, it's about the wisdom of God. 
and there's some amazing things in there. But I, I was I was looking through Proverbs recently, actually, because I was about to teach the course a few months ago. And I was looking through it and I noticed something. I noticed, I think it's about the first nine chapters of Proverbs. The, 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 one of the biggest messages that repeats over and over and over again in, the, in nine chapters. Now, when we often think about Proverbs as almost everything's, every sentence is a different truth. The first nine chapters focus on hearing and listening. It's the first thing in the book of Proverbs, right, the first few verses talks about, t- talks about the fact that, 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 that a, a wise man hears, a wise man listens. And, and, and then nine chapters over and over and over again, he says, he says this, my son, hear, my son, listen, hear the words of your father, hear what I'm saying to you, listen to me, hear, listen. Why? Is there such an emphasis, nine chapters of Proverbs, that focus on the importance of hearing and listening? It's because that is how we're going to move forward. You can never undervalue the importance of growing in the Word of God and hearing more. It doesn't matter if you've been walking with God for 20 years. If you stop growing, if you stop learning, if you stop hearing, if you stop listening, you're going to become stagnant. And, and, uh, and, 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 and this, this man who came to Jesus, this leper, he had to learn something. He had to hear something. He needed. There was a gap in his knowledge. And that gap, what he didn't know was hindering him. See, he came, he came to Jesus and he says this. Again, the sentence. Let me just read this. Uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 2. And the leper came and worshipped him. We've talked about that earlier in the class. Uh, saying, Lord, if you are willing. Notice this, if. Uh, one minister says this, if is the badge of doubt. If, that, his, there was a question there, if you are willing. Now, if, if, the reason he says if is because he didn't know. He was uncertain. The, the, what he didn't know was creating an uncertainty in him. There were things that he didn't know and it caused him to be uncertain about Jesus in areas. Uh, uncertainty, another word for uncertainty is doubt doubt see what you don't know causes your doubts what you do not yet know causes uncertainty causes doubt uh, causes questions causes causes us to act in a way that the bible teaches us not to act god uh, jesus says the bible over and over again talks about no doubting not having any, any doubts the only way you can get rid of your doubts is to get rid of the gaps in, in your knowledge the things you don't yet know and in order for this man to be able to receive, in order for this man to be able to get a breakthrough, he had to find out what he didn't know. Uncertainties and doubts kill faith. And they kill confidence before God. And they become the things that become a, 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 a stumbling block in front of you. Amen? And um, that's what, the, I can't emphasize that enough. You know, actually just, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this now because God put this on my heart this week. And I, I appreciate some of you are, have, have been coming, signing in every week and watching these broadcasts. And uh, I, I really appreciate that. And I, I'm trusting that more people are going to do that and just join us live each week. And, and you know, we can share these and I appreciate that. But it's, it's good to, to, to set this aside as a time to, to join us for a live teaching. But God put it on my heart this week to, to add a little bit more to what we're doing. Um, we're doing. I'm doing the live videos.
But God's put it on my heart to, to, to start putting together a daily devotional and to pu start publishing this on the website on a daily basis. And, and I know there's other daily devotionals out there and people get the word uh, regularly and spend a bit of time. But the, the, the focus, the reason God's put it on my heart is that, that people need to start getting into the word more on a daily basis. We need to start stirring up our love and our passion and our desire to hear the word, to grow in the word, to spend time in the word. Because it's in the word that God is going to teach you and show you things. Very often, we do not put ourselves in a position for God to teach us what we need to know. Okay, and this, this is what I said, very often what you don't know can be what's hindering you and stopping you growing and stopping you receiving. But if you're going to ever find out, you find out what you do not know, you've got to put yourself in a position where God can show it to you. And one of the biggest ways we do that is to put ourselves in a position where we hear the word on a daily basis, where we're starting to put the word of God into us more on a daily basis. So probably starting next week, something like that, I'm going to start publishing on a daily basis, a daily devotional, short, something to read, something to spend time in the word on a daily basis. And I hope you guys also join us and, 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 and read that as well. But let's just, let's just read this again. We were in, in Matthew chapter 8. Uh, verse 2, Behold, a leper came, worshipped him. Uh, we spent some time on that on the start, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So we see here that this leper, his approach is on, his focus is Jesus. He's not, his focus is not himself and his leprosy. His focus is, if you are willing, you can do it. Lord, everything about this man's approach is, 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 is focused on Jesus. So we talked about that. But then the second thing we saw here, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man knew that Jesus could do it. He didn't know if Jesus would do it. So he knew part of what he needed to know. There's things he didn't yet know. And so the message today, what I'm driving home here, is that very often there can be gaps in our knowledge. There can be gaps in our understanding. Things we have not yet seen. Things we have not yet uh, seen in the word of God truths that we've not yet got a hold of and it can be those truths that are stopping us receiving so if you really want to receive if you want to get serious about receiving from god you will put yourself more and more in a position to hear the word so that you can learn and get a hold of the things that you need to know that you do not know yet amen so let's let's continue on here just as we as we uh, look at the response in verse 3 it says, then Jesus put out his hand. Notice this. This particular man, and this goes back to what I said at the start of today's teaching. If you missed the start, please go back and rewatch it and, and hear this. Because um, uh, this particular man, because he approached Jesus correctly, Jesus did not have to talk with him before he ministered to him. In the, in the previous two, we've seen the previous weeks, Jesus had to speak with them a little bit and adjust them before he then ministered. With this man, Jesus immediately, without any saying anything to the man, reached out his hand to, to touch him and, 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 and to begin to, to minister to, to him. And it's because he approached correctly. Okay, Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying... I am willing. Now, he did speak to the man, but he said it at the same time as he ministered to him. So he didn't need to adjust the man beforehand. But what he did with that action and with his word is he gave the man the bit of knowledge that he was lacking. And like I said, some translations actually say, instead of I'm willing, say, it's my pleasure. 
it is my pleasure to do this for you. We need to really begin to understand and see how much of a pleasure it is for God to do things for us. He loves doing it. He wants to. He desires to. Jesus put out his hand, touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy uh, was cleansed. There was an immediate response, an immediate result. Uh, and you see there the compassion and the love of Jesus. How did, how did Jesus help this man? What did Jesus do to, to help this man in this situation? Jesus, first of all, he responded with compassion, but he, he, he gave the man the knowledge he lacked. He showed him what he didn't know. And with this man, I believe this man, the, the, the very fact that this man approached at the start with humility and an openness focused on Jesus shows that his heart was open. He grabbed a hold of that. This moment Jesus said it, he grabbed a hold of the bitter knowledge he needed and that just totally opened him, him up for healing power to go into his life. Amen. And, um, you know, I, I think if you, I heard another minister say this, and I'm going to repeat it here. If you came to this man the day after uh, this healing and you came to him and you said, you know, I just don't know if God heals people anymore. What would this man say? Would he look at you and say, yes, we, we can never know the will of God. <laughs> I guarantee this man would look at you and say, you crazy. Of course, God heals still today. I know God still does it. This, he would have an absolute confidence. The next day, this man, he would know without a shadow of a doubt that it is the will of God to heal. And that's the good thing about this passage. Every one of these passages are there to show us the will of God. They're there to show us what God wants to do for everybody, what God wants to do for you. So just like Jesus answered the question for this man, this should answer for us eternally, always, once and for all. Does God want to do this? Yes, he does. Yes, God wants to heal. And uh, if we'd begin to grab a hold of those truths, I believe things would flow more easily into our lives. So, you know, there's more we could say from this, but I just, I felt those are the things on my heart. I, I didn't really want to spend this teaching focusing specifically on the will of God. I wanted to spend this teaching focusing more on the fact that, that, uh, that this man had a gap in his knowledge. There's things that he knew, there's things, and there were things he didn't know. And I want you to begin to get, grab a hold of that truth in your own life. I don't know everything yet. There, 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 there can still be gaps. There's things that I don't know. And sometimes what I have not yet seen and what I have not yet got a hold of is what's blocking me from receiving, what's blocking me from moving forward. And if I can get a hold of it, if I can know what I do not yet know, if I can see what I do not yet see, I can receive. And the good news is God's not trying to hide anything from you. God is right there. He wants to show you. He wants to give you the revelation. He wants to show you in your heart. You've just got to put yourself more and more and more in a position to learn to hear. So anytime, I'm going to, this is just remind you of this because some people have just joined. Anytime that you are wanting to receive from God, do this every single time you pray, every time you, you're coming to God to receive something especially if it's desperate situations and whether it's healing, financial breakthrough, don't just rely on pray. Well, I, you know, I know the word, I've heard the word, I know God answers prayer, so I'm just going to dive straight into prayer. Don't do that. Every single time you want to receive from God, one of the first things you do is put yourself in a position where you hear and learn the word more. 
because there's still there might be things you don't know yet and that might be what's blocking you and stopping you receiving you might know 90 percent 95 percent of what you do not know but there could be that five percent you do not know and that gap in your knowledge might be blocking you and hindering you from receiving so put yourself in a position to grow and learn more and to see new things hear the holy spirit he can show you hear the word anytime you want to grow and receive from god get into the word more it's one of the first things you do spend more time in the word begin to seek it begin to pray and go, and cry out even say father god show me what i need to know in this situation if there's things i do not know just like God spoke to that minister and says, you do believe as far as you know. In other words, there are things you do not know yet. And because you do not know them, you cannot yet believe them. And that's hindering you. To so cry out to God and say, Father God, please show me in this situation that I'm facing the bit of information, the, excuse me, the bit of knowledge that I do not yet see. And, 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 and I, I, know, I know God, he will teach you. There's many times that I've asked God to show me things and I've cried out, especially when you get serious about it, God will show you. He'll begin to show you the truths that you need in that situation if you put yourself in a position to hear them and learn them. Amen. So I'm going to thank you all for joining us again today. Um, we're gonna, we, we've still got many of these different gospel accounts to look at and, and um, so we're going to go on next week. The ones we've done so far, we've looked at the person's initial approach how it is the ones we're going to go on to next don't really deal with the the person's initial approach to Jesus that it deals with more things that happened after they approached Jesus obstacles things that went wrong things that became a, a you know even when Jesus was going with them it looked like they could lose the healing and we're going to kind of go on to the second phase of that now uh, not just approaching God right, but also knowing once I have approached him, once I have, how to keep that going until the result happens. So uh, please, please share these. I appreciate that.